Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Guys, it's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame today, and I'm with Veronica Misuk. Did I say it correctly? Mitsuk. Mitsuk. Oh man, it's, it's I'm okay. so bad at last no, names. It's totally fine. It's a new thing. It's a terrible thing I'm at. So it's a weird name. I, it's okay. I, I, I don't. I tried practicing actually too. <laughs> I was like, I need to say something right for once. Were you coming up with like a thousand ways of saying it? And then it was like, this is the most fancy way of saying it. I'm going to go with that one. No, I was trying to like say, all right, how did she say it when I met her? <laughs> so I was trying to like bring back like, uh, shit. How did she say it to me? So that just kind of shows how long we haven't talked. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Veronica. How Thank are you? you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. And before we start... Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say thank you to the cast of people who are listening. And remember, if you're a Patreon member, we have three tiers, three different tiers, I'm sorry, um, that you can listen to the podcast from three days to five days to about a week early. That means you can listen to next week's podcast today. Holy shit, that's crazy, isn't it? Wow. I know. So (laughs) if you're in that top tier, you're getting that special treatment. Also, if you're in that top tier, you might get something extra special too, like the video podcast a little early too. Oh, my God is right. So let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So, Veronica, first question I ask everyone, but technically the second question I ask everyone, which will now be the first question I ask everyone, mm-hmm. is, are you from Vegas originally? Um, I was born in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I moved here over a decade ago. Okay. So I guess, I, 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 I mean, I've been here long enough to be considered a local, but I'm not, like, from from here, if that makes any sense. It makes That's, sense. It's, like, the most complicated ways am i allowed to curse on this you can say whatever the fuck you want great yay okay this is gonna be a very (laughs) nice conversation (laughs) this is gonna go smoother than i thought (laughs) it goes wonderful here we we lay it all on the line out here okay good (laughs) okay so here it is here's the other question that we start the podcast with Mm -hmm. is what is the movie film actor tv show that got you hooked onto production and film and acting Mm. what was that you mean like Something I saw, or something. Something I, was I in. saw, something that you were in, whatever mm. it was that sparked that creative, like, oh shit, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, that's always like a tough question because 
movies were always such a big part of my life just growing up. Yeah. Like, I would just put on a movie to go to bed or any type of emotion that I would want to feel big from, like, the most happy to the most sad. Mm -hmm. There would always be some movie that would reflect that. Um, So, I don't know. Movies were always a part of me. And Mm -hmm. I always kind of looked at the people in the screen as someone that I could either relate to or at times I kind of started even thinking I could, you know, be that, that character. Yeah. But I think as of like recent, the most conscious maybe would have been like, I don't even know, maybe like La La Land. And I mean, I know everyone has like such mixed feelings about La La Land, but there's something about just Emma Stone and that character. Mm Mm-hmm. That I'm sure a lot of, you know, starting up actresses could be like, that's fucking me. I could have played that because that's, I am literally that, you know? Yeah. But just about, you know, the style of that movie and the dialogue and just, it's a musical, but it's not really a musical and there's still music, but it's not mm-hmm. too showy and there's a lot of, like, subtle, naturalistic type of style of acting. And I was like, that's, that, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Like, yeah. that's kind of what, what I want to do. But as far as, like... The very, very first thing that got me, like, into it, I, I just never really felt that. Mm. I was always into entertainment in yeah. any way. I just, it just took me too long to get into it because of personal, self-conscious shit, so. Well, do you remember the first movie you saw then? Oh. That's it was pro- question. It was probably something Russian, to be honest. Oh, okay. Because, like, because my family's Russian. Yeah, yeah. And those are the movies that I was raised on. Mm. So... Do you mean like in the theaters? In anywhere, anywhere you think that's like the most memorable first movie. They're like, oh shit, I remember this one. Like me personally, Terminator Two. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I mean, when I think of like my childhood in movies, it's just a blur of Russian old Soviet yeah. movies, and then like I mean, Battleship with Temkin. <laughs> that's a little too fucking old school Soviet for me. No, <laughs> I only found that up. I only found about that one. Found out about that one when I started uh, taking film classes at UNLV, <laughs> and that's pretty much the same semester that I dropped it. I was like, mm, nope, <laughs> not, not today. No, um, yeah, some some bundle of Russian shit. But the very first movie that I saw in movie theaters was. I want to say the first Transformers. Okay, really? Wow. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa, this is so cool. I want to <laughs> go to movie theaters more often. <laughs> I thought it was such a great experience, and I went with my brother and his wife, and I was like, guys, this is amazing. <laughs> what was it that amazed you so much? Was it the special effects? Was it the uh, action set pieces? It was the comedy. And I know oh, okay. a lot of like critics and people who like quality movies aren't yeah. into those like s- that series, yeah, yeah, yeah. but my favorite is still the first one because i feel like that's kind of where it all started going downhill <laughs> but for me i just think there were a lot of good like comedy moments like with yeah. bumblebee and the music and that that's what i liked most and then of course like the size of the screen and the big ass mm. action shit and it looked so real and i was like what the fuck is this this is great guys and it's funny <laughs> and the actors aren't fake like this is all amazing i don't did, know did you see bumblebee by the way no. Oh, it's good. It's good? I, I just bought it, actually, for Black Friday. Uh-huh. This is evergreen, so it doesn't matter when people hear this. Oh, okay. I bought this for Black Friday. I bought it for Black Friday, like, $7, and I'm like, this is worth $7. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah? yeah okay. I, really I, heard, I heard it was cute. Yeah. It, so, I mean, I technically didn't finish watching it yet because I went oh. to bed. Okay. But it, what I watched so far, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the guy who played Maze Runners is actually the voice of Bumblebee. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun All right, fact. Cool. Okay, yeah. I'll check that out. You should. Okay. Uh, so, so you're saying later on in life you want you know got that itch. Mm-hmm. So why 
you said self-consciousness in the mm-hmm. beginning of your life, I'm guessing. So what, 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 like you're just nervous? You just, what? I mean, fuck, this could turn into a conversation about my fucked up psyche. Well, you don't have <laughs> real quick. Oh. No, I don't care. I'm Dr. Like, Fraser Crane. And yeah, uh, I know, right? I could. Like, I don't really care. I could share that. But it's just like, uh, like. You I, never, just as a kid, never, like, you know, played with other, I mean, not play, I mean, not like you had no friends or anything, but you never, like, wanted to, like, you know, had friends where you're doing movies and stuff like that or acting and shit like that. I mean, no, as, like, a kid kid, yeah, yeah. like pre-elementary school mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff i was in like plays and stuff yeah. like that and i was always like a quiet shy kid but yeah. i had no problem that's how with, i met like, you also <laughs> i've been in that state for a long time probably still am um but yeah i was in like plays and i played lead roles and the teacher was like okay. oh she's such a little actress little, look at her memory look at her memorizing her lines and shit and i took it very seriously and mm. I was always the most, like, mature kid, and I was like, you guys need to sit down and, you know, learn your lines or some shit, and that was me in preschool. So that was no problem, and I was in dance, Mm -hmm. and I I was, you know, doing all these art forms for so long, like, performance art Mm -hmm. forms. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't, I don't even fucking know. Something in public school broke me oh, to where I just got an incredibly low self-esteem oh. and started caring way too much about what those kids thought of me. Mm-hmm. And now I look back at and it, and that spans from probably fifth grade is when I felt like that I was, oh, puberty's finally hitting. I yeah. feel like shit permanently. <laughs> and then that pretty much lasted until sophomore year of college. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I think about it now and I'm like, those kids were just as lost as me. They just had different defense mechanisms. I yeah. shut down and they spoke out louder. Yeah. And for some reason I was intimidated by those kids' loudness. They it's, needed to be noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was their defense mechanism. And for me, I needed to disappear completely for me to feel comfortable. And so school was just agony. Like if you ask me anything about high school, those are all repressed memories. I'm not gonna shit. ask you anything about high school Good. now. But like <laughs> high school is a weird fucking time too, like if you think about it. Like yeah. it's totally like this weird like you hit middle school and you kinda start hitting puberty like freshman year. Mm-hmm. Like really hitting puberty hardcore, probably post or post puberty. I don't even know when you hit puberty anymore. I'm too old for this shit. But uh, yeah, like high school's a weird fucking time because it's like I don't know. Like there's so many different people. There's so many different things, and there's so mm-hmm. like I was a weird fucking kid in high there's school. There's a lot also. of like ego popping yeah, ego. up in high school because it's like y'all are kids, but you're starting to like feel or think yeah. adult. Things, but you're not fully adult, and it's just and there's a too mix many of, social justice warriors in high school, yeah. and then you realize. I like, remember a lot of those. Yeah. There were a lot of social justice, political, you know, little stars <laughs> yeah. in high school that would just tell me everything about how awful Russia is and politics. Yeah. I was like, guys, I was fucking born here. Yeah, I don't give a shit yeah. what they're doing over there. I don't even know <laughs> what's going on. Like, why are you like telling me these things? I don't care. Like, I care, but I'm not. Like, don't I, be I don't scolding. Shit, like, yeah. me like about it just people because don't fucking understand yeah like i don't there's there's just something about like nationalism that i feel like it's it's bad it's also a form of discrimination like yeah. just because a person's from a country like does it mean that that's what they I want politically i don't, I don't know get it. yeah it, and that's and i felt a lot of that in high school i had a history teacher that fucking was very opinionated, and he literally said one time, those Russians aren't the sharpest pencils in the box. And he looked at me, like, what? to see if I was laughing. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, like, my God. Why are you telling these kids I these guess things? you watched too much of a Temkin. I know. <laughs> 
But I think he was like a veteran or something. Oh, and yeah, he was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Well, yeah. anyway. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> let's, go we, to, let's move on. <laughs> we said we wouldn't go into politics. <laughs> yeah, and we accidentally did. Sorry. <laughs> we talked about social justice warriors, and that's what happens when you talk about social justice See warriors. See what I mean? You talk about school, and then it just gets dark. <laughs> yeah. It gets really dark. But anywho, in college. But yes. Let's talk about college <laughs> then. Mm-hmm. So what you'd go to college for? Well, um, and, and actually, so there, there was a good thing about high school is that okay. I discovered theater tech. Um, okay. And I took oh, okay. three years of that. And that's what I thought, like, well, this is connected to entertainment, but you're not in the spotlight yeah. and you won't be scrutinized. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I was like, I, this I is that. cool. Yeah. And this seems like a tangible career. Mm-hmm. There's concerts and plays and venues and all that shit. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just do that. So I went to college for uh, theater tech and specifically set design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was excited about that. Well, then let's rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the theater tech then. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that because I remember you told me that when we first met, actually. And now bring back memories because we haven't seen each other forever. Mm-hmm. But um, theater tech, like, what was it like doing that theater tech? Like, did you do lights? Did you set design? What did you do? Did you do all the jobs? I mean, because it was high school. It was kind of, like, basic. Like, we mm-hmm. never really went in depth with anything. And we didn't have much of a budget yeah. either. So if we did get money, we'd buy, like, little things maybe to, to build a set with. Like, yeah. new wooden stuff or some spray paint or some stencils for the walls. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part was the, like, the painting or the creative stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally... I was the only one who cared enough because theater tech was one of those electives where, like, if you didn't want any other creative electives, they just threw the kids into that. Mm -hmm. So no one actually cared, and the teacher would just give up because she just had awful temper. Oh. Um, And... Did you do any of the plays and stuff like that? Or musicals? Did you... We... I mean, we did productions, yeah. yeah. Um, And then, um, yeah, we we had some pretty cool sets at some point. Like, we built up whole uh, walls and stencil painted those, and I think I had to do, like, a paper mache log bench thing for crucible so it was i mean it was cool a lot of hands-on stuff and i i'm very like artsy and crafty Mm -hmm. and all that shit and i love hands-on like painting drawing all that stuff so i was eager to just like help jump in design look up ways to do it and do it real quick and stuff like that so that was my favorite part and that's why i figured like well i can be creative and it's also a job so i'll just go with that okay so you went to college for that Mm -hmm. and what was that like in college what was the i guess the classes like the classes were cool. Um, I feel like, because I was in three programs at a certain time, well, at different times at UNLV. Yeah. Um, and that was the first program I was with. And I think, I mean, uh, on my opinion, I feel like that's the best program mm-hmm. out of the three that I tried out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a lot of, like, hands-on classes, and their, uh, their, like, uh, their shop is really big, and they have a lot of... Uh, like equipment and yeah. it's really professional and the students get a lot of hands-on experience designing and building. Um, and honestly, if I was still into that career wise, I feel like I would have really enjoyed the program. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened that once I started taking the classes that were more in depth was the same time that I started getting more into film. Yeah. And that's when I was kind of losing interest there, even though I saw that opportunities were there. It just, they just, I didn't feel as attached to them. Yeah. You were kind of yeah. like, Mesmerized by, I guess, a new creative. Yeah. yeah so, how did sure. you get into that creative? Well, that's when you come along, John. Because <laughs> literally, uh, I went in to drop off a check yeah. for the monthly bill in my apartment complex, <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I decided to chat with that manager in that office. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, well, we have a web series filming here soon." <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I'm in college for set design and theater and stuff. And she was like, oh, well, that's kind of similar. Do you want to, like, 
maybe stop by and I'll introduce you to them. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And literally because of like my apartment complex manager, I got into it. And that's when you and Kai and... Well, that's funny. I didn't, I actually didn't know that. I thought, I don't know how, I never knew actually how you came along, to be honest. I just kind of appeared. Yeah. Like, I'll do the clicky thing. Who's this nice lady? (laughs) (laughs) Who's this young sprout? Who's this 12 year old who's trying to help? (laughs) How old is she? I can't make like jokes. I feel like I can't curse around this girl. I know. And that was my life for a long time. I feel like people are still like that when I like don't wear makeup. (laughs) Like, are you like prepubescent? Like, how old are you? So, um, here's a question for you about that. Mm-hmm. So, what was your experience from that when you did the web series with us? I thought it was really cool. Like, it was the same experience that I had like in high school with the tech class. Yeah, I kind of saw that film is a tangible thing. Yeah, that it's not just you know something up there in the clouds, like in Hollywood, uh-huh. whatever the fuck that is, in some big studio. Like, it could be something that you can create. You can mm-hmm. you can physically grab a camera there's these lights that can happen and you can get those and they're not like a million dollars yeah and then you could throw something together and get you know a couple of people and you can literally make something and that's that easy yeah and even though like at first you could see so many people doing it just for the passion of it mm-hmm. before they could even get to like the professional and getting paid for yeah. all that shit and there's so many people doing it just for that and for me, that was even more inspirational because it doesn't have to be just like about the money. It's it's tangible and easy for everybody, no matter what maybe like your end goal is. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, I was like, well, fuck, why not? Like, I was always so moved by the the TV screen, mm-hmm. and now it's like it's happening right here. So it kind of it it, it grabbed me much faster than like theater tech did, for yeah. example. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then. You do Kai's. What else have you done besides Kai's stuff? Because I no, not we just know that without the audience knows mm-hmm. just you through the Kai stuff that you just mentioned. But what else have you done, and what led you to acting? I guess in that sense, because if you technically think about it, mm-hmm. the stuff I know that you've done, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I just haven't talked to you in a long time. And then I just found, oh shit, she acts. Oh, oh great really? for her, yeah. So what like led to that? Um, well, I was doing PA for a couple of productions, and it was yeah. really just, like, whatever Kai helped me get onto. Yeah, um, yeah. And through her, I met uh, Alberto mm-hmm. uh, and Sean. Yeah. And um, they were doing Plan B, and I was PAing with them. And then uh, I was, I think I helped them out on a couple of productions after that. Or was it just that uh, Alberto just wanted me to help them out? Because I did also, like, script supervising on that yeah. one feature that we did. Yeah. Um, so I had experience there, and that's kind of what I thought I I should start doing more and more productions instead of just PA. Yeah. Um, and I like doing script supervising. It's just note-taking. You did a great set. job. Thanks, yeah. Well. Like, I'm I, I'm cool with sitting in the side with the notebook and just writing shit down. Like, that's fine. Um, and then that's what I was going to do on Alberto's uh, and Hassani's short uh, Red Hood It. Yeah. And then... They, I don't even know how the conversation got to it. it. It was either they asked me if I acted or if I asked them if they were looking for someone. But it, it, somehow it ended up being that I auditioned for one of their characters. So it's kind of like a blur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, maybe they, I think, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even fucking know. Maybe we were just chatting and I was like, yeah, I was always kind of interested in acting, yeah. but I never tried it. And they were like, well, this character would fit you. Do you want to just audition for her? Which you did a wonderful job, by the way. If you never saw Red Hood Dang. versus It. Yeah, wonderful. Red Hooded, yeah. Yeah, Red Hooded, sorry. <laughs> uh, Veronica does a wonderful job acting. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, and so that was kind of like my first, like, 
role that I like was was cast cast mm-hmm. for because I did like a little. I, I had a role that Kai just kind of like gave me because yeah. she wrote it in, and it was the same thing in uh, the feature poet. Remember yeah, they yeah, needed yeah. like a student speaker yeah, yeah. or something? Same thing. They were just kind of like, well, you're here and you can read. You're young, yeah. So just go and yeah. do it real quick. But this one was the first one that I like actually actively went for as an actress, and they cast me as an actress. What and ever since then, I was like, well, fuck this backstage <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this now. <laughs> I want to be in front of the camera. I'm just indecisive as yeah. fuck is the real reason. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's all good. No worries. Um, what was it like being on that set uh, acting, being that first time acting? Like, what were your emotions? What were you feeling? All that. Give me the whole gist of your mind and body and, like, what you were going through. Honestly, I was, like, anxious a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 time I auditioned with them, mm. I had, like, a major panic attack before the audition. Um, and it was really just a caffeine overdose that I didn't know was happening. I just thought I was dying. <laughs> and I was like, keep a straight face. I'm going to do this audition anyway. <laughs> and then I was telling them later about it, and they were like, fuck, we just thought you were really into character. <laughs> I was like, well, it was both, but I was also kind of dying. <laughs> um, and maybe that kind of just transferred into the shoot itself mm-hmm. even though the people were really nice and uh, it was so professional and, and they had a lot of equipment and they knew what they were doing that was great i think the very our first day of shooting with me like at my first day of shooting with them i mean mm-hmm. um we were doing like outside in december and it was really really cold Ugh. and so it was a little bit of like anxiety plus just freezing my yeah. ass off and i just remember like coming home and like physically shaking yeah. i didn't know if it was the cold or the anxiety. So I just like couldn't, I, my scene wasn't on the next day of shooting. I just wanted to go and help them out or just yeah. see what they were doing. I just couldn't go. Um, mm. But we, they, they had some equipment issues and we had to pick it up a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that th- I felt more comfortable then. Maybe it was because I already saw the crew. I met it. It wasn't my very first day of being in this environment. Yeah. So, and, and that one, when we came back to filming a couple of months later, I was comfortable. I was set, you know, the makeup didn't affect me as much. Cause I was like, wow, I look fucked up, you know, yeah. as that character. And that kind of freaked me out. But doing it the second day, I was like, okay, this is okay. This is going to help me get into whatever emotion I need to get yeah. into. Like it was easier to kind of get into the flow of things. Um, and the, the script was also very helpful. The mm-hmm. words themselves kind of helped me emote whatever I needed to emote. And that was good, so that I didn't need to push out anything. Okay. Yeah, and just the set itself, and the people were so were creating such a comfortable environment. It was it was really chill. Oh, good. That's very good. Yeah, That's yeah, very yeah. very nice too. Mm-hmm. So, did you take any acting classes like during that time, before that time, or were you just like, "Fuck this, I'm doing it myself, gonna do it my own way, keep rolling, baby." Like- I I took an acting class. Uh, I took an acting class for a year. It was actually when I met uh, one of the actors from the feature we were doing. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and she, she was in that class and, uh, I don't have the best things to say about that class. Well, yeah, you don't say anything if you don't want to. I don't know what that was, but (laughs) whatever that was, that was interesting. (laughs) 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 What the? That is how I communicate. That's like a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> One of my coworkers calls me like a tired cat. <laughs> it's okay. Oy. 
Well, yeah, that, I'm sure that doesn't really work on a podcast or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it does when you people see it, too. <laughs> okay. So the class wasn't good. It was just, it, it gave me a lot of anxiety for different reasons. Yeah. There were things that I learned from it, mm-hmm. but what I learned was kind of like a one day of class thing and everything else. Because I was there for a year. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what kind of like why I stuck around for so long or why I wanted to believe that this anxiety is good for me. You know, when you feel like I have to fight this and then yeah. I'll be stronger. But in reality, sometimes it really is just the toxic environment that you maybe don't belong in. Yeah. And it, it took me a year to find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still I mean, it was still reps. It was still figuring out maybe what technique doesn't work for yeah. me versus what does. And then. After that, after I ended that class, I want to say is when I started taking acting classes at UNLV. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't even, because I, okay, so I went from set design to film. Yep. And I did that for like a semester or two. And then I auditioned for the actors program and they accepted me. Um, so I did a couple of classes there and it, the classes at UNLV were lacking. Yeah. Like, what were like, they lacking? They were just, they were maybe lacking individualism. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about um, institutionalized acting training that they kind of make everything very cookie cutter. Okay. And I didn't even feel like, because maybe it was just because I was taking the entry level classes at first, obviously. But it was just the methods that they were trying to enforce on us, like their own like UNLV acting method that they so created. So not like Adler or Strasberg or Meisner? Those? I'm sure there were classes that focused on them. Yeah. But I feel like, and maybe they were the advanced ones, but I feel like they shouldn't be. Like, they should be specifying, like, this is this method by this person, Mm -hmm. and this is their exercise they came up with, and this is how it's supposed to help you. Let's try it out, and if it doesn't work for you, try something else. Like, there was something about it that they, they weren't approaching it as in, like, let's figure out, let's help each of you figure out what works for you individually. It was all just kind of like... It was just all just a general wash that I felt like wasn't really helping anyone. So you're saying basically, let me let me see if I get this right. If you're if you're in a class, right, let's mm-hmm. say a beginner acting class, you would want a class where you let's say well, a semester's what like three months. Yeah. Like maybe three weeks of Meisner, three weeks of Adler, three weeks of Strasbourg, and kind of learn see what one fits your mold, and then take that advanced class the next semester. Mm-hmm. And learn more from that. Is that what you're trying to get at? Maybe. May, maybe that's something that could help. Yeah, because a lot of the entry-level classes that <coughs> were happening were just the ones that's like, let's try this improv game and all that stuff. I and love let's improv play. games, though. I know, but it's, I mean, how useful are they when you're, when you're doing a scene? You know are what you I mean? Are you kidding me? They're very useful. <laughs> Have you not seen me act? I mean, obviously, <laughs> if all the dialogue is zip-zap-zop, then fuck yes. I don't zip-zap-zop. <laughs> you don't know my dialogues. No, you're right. That would be an excellent <laughs> short. It's just zip no, but it's something about like, I feel like people should learn. There should be a little bit more studying in the very mm-hmm. entry level classes. So you're not thrown into a monologue or a scene without knowing at least a little bit how to approach it. Okay. Like, yes, there's certain techniques where it's just, let's discover your raw talent or whatever the fuck. But if it's a school school and that's what you're emphasizing is an institutionalized way of learning and art, then let's at least study it. And then approach it and yeah. see what works for each. Yeah, it makes sense because again, UNLV is a multifaceted, non-specific yeah. 
not saying it's not specific. It has specific schools for specific yeah. things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really focus mainly all its attention in yeah. the arts. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what are you, a Meisner, a Stradler, a, a Stradler, a Strasburg, a Adler, a Meisner? A, I don't know the names. Honestly, I always forget. I wish You're a Veronica. I knew. <laughs> I'm a Veronica. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, well, it's also kind of my fault because I never went around to read those books. Um, I... The book that I, because I would always try, like I got through like half of Stanislavski and I got through half of Meisner and I think yeah. I started like Strand, Stan, oh my God. Strasburg? Uh, Stanford? Stanford and Son? Forget that. That <laughs> is, that's, uh, see, this is what I mean. I'm not yeah. studied. Why did I go to college for three fucking years? See what I mean? I don't even know these people. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> no, like, um, I, None, those, I feel like those methods, or at least whenever I try to read a book, I feel like they wouldn't apply to me because they were more theater focused. Mm-hmm. But I did get through Michael Caine's like acting for camera, acting for film okay. book pretty quickly because he talks about it more from a practical pers- like standpoint. Like okay. if the camera's there, make sure your eyes are kind of looking off in thought that direction so they show more of your emotions. Oh, okay. Or like if the light is there, then, you know, angle your face that way or like shit like that. Like he, he talks about it more practically which i feel like applies more to film acting which is what i do most i feel like maybe if i actually have done more theater like plays and live performance type stuff those techniques that are so classic would apply to me more i guess i just never had an opportunity to actually exercise them and so that's why i never like identified with them and never was really sucked in to finally finish one of those books you know what i mean yeah and any class that i would take that would try to reflect those games and techniques and you know multiple people group exercises never really worked for me so maybe because of that i was just never like really into those method methods yeah yeah, understandable uh what was that book called again uh i want to say it's acting for film okay michael kane look that up people if you're an actor listening to this podcast and it's a very thin book (laughs) and there are pictures it's 4.99 on amazon just kidding i really don't know the price (laughs) i'm sure it's cheap it's probably like a hundred bucks on amazon somehow like you know i don't <laughs> but it's yeah it's a little thin book and it has pictures and he he breaks it down very practically and he doesn't try to be fancy about mm. it he just he makes it very like on point easy to understand oh yeah that's always a plus mm-hmm. pictures are always helpful especially for my eyes because <laughs> i don't read well uh so after red hood it red hood red i yeah, can't speak no, you're right yeah that was i right. can't speak though <laughs> it's been a long day um what did you do after that what what where did that lead you to I don't even remember the very next, like, project. I mean, after that is when I realized, like, well, I want to be doing this more. Yeah. So if you hear anything, let me know type thing. And so I think for a long time, if I would be cast in anything, it would be through word of mouth. Yeah. Um, And I think I was just more focused on, like, the classes, like the one I took for a year. Mm -hmm. And then I would, that's when I was still in school. And so I would be focused a lot on that. And yeah. that's and I was just like, well, I'm not in a hurry to push this as a career. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of in the midst of just perfecting or feeling more comfortable with it. Because, yes, I was still performing, but there would be, like, classes at UNLV that I would still have to get over this, like, this fear of performing in yeah. public eye and being looked at even. And Which is funny because you can act on camera and you don't have a problem, it seems like. 
I mean, it's like you switch a personality and you're like, boop, I'm someone else. Maybe. And I think it's because I, I feel like, and I, and I have, and know, uh, the, the class I'm taking now with Hassani. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that called? Let's plug that real quick. Acting with directors. It is a great class. I'm looking at the camera because that is a plug. I'm going to plug, plug. It's a great class, guys. <laughs> what makes it so, I, I don't know anything about it. I'm just asking a question. What makes it so great? Why is it, why is it so great? For me personally, it's so great because Sasani doesn't push any method. Yeah. And he's the one that focuses more on like, let's rep and let's figure out a technique that works very individually for each actor. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't, he, if he sees that something's not working for an actor, he doesn't try to attack his like insecurities or any shit yeah. like that. Or like, why aren't you doing this? Why are you feeling insecure? Why that? Why this? He would just kind of point out like the practicalities of what's not working mm-hmm. and let them figure it out. And let them figure it out. And if he has to make a note multiple times, like with each class, he will. But he will never be attacking. He's yeah. very supportive. He's very understanding that we actors have very fragile self-esteem. Oh, you <laughs> actors are like the worst. Like, we are the most insecure people. You, oh, my God. <laughs> Criticism is not in your vocabulary at all. <laughs> and, I mean, again, like I'm sure there's some people that they, they – that's what people say. Yeah. They, they work harder when they're criticized. Yeah. Um, but still, like how Hassani kind of – explains it that we're going to be beaten down enough by all the no's that we'll be getting mm-hmm. as actors if we want to make a career out of it. So why do we have to get that same type of um, stress or pressure from an environment where we're working out our muscle, which is a class? Yeah. So that's why he tries to keep everything very supportive. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. I like that. Yeah. And so really it's just a class of like reps and it's just a cold audition structure. Um you guys bring your own monologues or something like that? Or nope. you guys, oh. We get to class. He gives us a monologue or a scene. Okay. And we have like 20, 30 minutes to memorize it right then and there. And then we have to perform the scene. Oh, okay. So it's very cold read mm-hmm. type style. Um, and because of that, it really works out that muscle. So you have no time to be nervous about it as opposed to if you had like the script home with you like mm-hmm. for a couple of days and you have yeah, to come yeah. into class memorized, it would add some sort of pressure and nerves to that. Yeah. But with that structure of getting it right then and there, you have no time to scrutinize yourself. You just have the time to memorize barely. Yeah. And then you have to do it real quick. Gotcha. Which is, which is, I mean, kind of some auditions are like that. You know, yeah, yeah. you have, you get there and you get the script and you have to pull yourself together to memorize it. You can't let those nerves get to you. You have to, you know, get it into yourself real quick and then you have to do it and perform it and you're done. Yeah, gotcha. so it, it's I think it reflects uh, the that stage of the career really well, which is mm-hmm. why I think it's helpful. Yeah, and it makes you feel more comfortable and more confident as an actor. Like fuck, if I perform that scene good, mm-hmm. just having it for twenty minutes, like imagine what I can do if I had it like a full script for a couple of weeks. Right? Yeah, you do a lot more. So it, it does help us yeah. like feel better about us, ourselves, and you can see that with the students that have been there. You can see it with how they were the very first day compared to how they are now. Mm-hmm. And and Hassani mentions that a lot. Like you, this is he would even say right now this scene was your highlight. You're really starting to grow there. Mm-hmm. Like he points those out, like those little landmarks, which is good. Like he's really working on building us up in front of ourselves, even. Yeah, which is kind of like it honestly, helps build yeah. the confidence. It's a nice um, yeah. stepping stone or cornerstone, really, to a nice foundation. Or it's a nice cornerstone to a foundation mm-hmm. that can be built upon. Because like like he said. You know, you're going to get so many no's, but mm-hmm. then again, you have to pick yourself up and dust yourself off like that old yeah. saying is and try mm-hmm. and try again until you get something. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, everyone's hustling to get somewhere. For sure. And you got to be that person who got to hustle harder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's good to know that, like, 
the no's you're getting, you can get no's even if you're talented. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're bad if you're rejected. or it, And it's not so much as rejection, it's just, and it's not so much that you weren't, how, how, how do you say it? He has such a good way of saying it that, like, it's not necessarily that you were wrong. It's just that they were looking for something else. Yeah, I get it. Because you can never really be, like, wrong as a performer because it's all interpretation yeah. and perspective. If they were just looking for something else, that doesn't mean you're bad at what you do. It's just that they were looking for something else. That means that if you're good enough, they'll remember you the next time they're looking mm-hmm. for something even different yeah. than before. You know what I mean? So it's it's all about winning in that moment yeah. as opposed to booking the role. This might sound a little odd. I mean, this this kind of maybe is like what you're talking about too. Mm-hmm. If you ever do you ever watch the uh, movie on Netflix, um, Becoming John Bonet or something like that? Mm-mm. It was all about John Bonet Ramsey mm-hmm. and like the murder case. And there's different people from the town that act as the mother and the father. And it's like just a very interesting case of people how they interpret mm-hmm. um, the phone call or this, that, and the other thing. And that just reminded me mm-hmm. of what you were talking about. Of that scenario, because like again, like you said, when you go into a casting, someone's mm-hmm. going to interpret it differently than mm-hmm. how you're interpreting it, and mm-hmm. that's what they're not looking, and they're not looking for what you're maybe interpreting, but that yeah. person's interpreting. So, yeah. so I have a little tangent, which happens on the show all the time. That's fine. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't mean you're bad. It's yeah. just someone had a different vision. But if you're good enough, they'll still remember you, and that's what our goal as actors should be. Yeah, is we should just see it as a opportunity, an audition, see an audition as mm-hmm. an opportunity to perform. And book the room is kind of what, like, Hassani said. If we can get these people to remember us, if the fact that we won't book that role doesn't mean that we failed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just finding the little wins to support us along the way, you know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, what other little wins have you been doing? Um, I have, well, I booked... Two paid gigs. Congratulations. Uh, within a couple of months, and that, that was really cool. That's that awesome. That was a big, like, goal of mine. Did you get that through word of mouth, or did you get that through a casting? Uh, well, both were different. The very first one was through word of mouth. Okay. It was because uh, a short I did with some friends, um, someone saw it at, like, a screening, and they knew that someone was casting for a music video. Yeah. And that word of mouth, they were just like, send your shit over to them. And they were like, yeah, this is perfect. You're perfect. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Boom. We knocked out in like four hours. And that was great. Um, and then the other one was for a short off of um, that. I, I saw the casting notice on Actors Access. And I submitted. And it was the, the classic process of I sent a headshot. They liked it. They asked me for an audition or self-tape. I sent the self-tape. They liked it. And they're like, cool, you're cast. So are they both in Vegas, or are they both not in Vegas? The music video was in Vegas, and then the short film was in L.A. Was that the thing that you just came back from? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I did it in November. Okay. Yeah. That was like the, the, the World War II retro thing. Yeah, what was yeah. that like? What was that set like? It was it was cool. The thing about, like, L.A. is it's... I feel like there's probably, like, some misconception about, like, oh, L.A. film, you know, and that stuff. It's really the same shit as here, mm-hmm. just L.A., just a different location. What? Well, here's a question for you. The hustle, though, the hustle game is different, I think, Well, in LA. For, there's just, I feel like in L.A., there's just obviously, like, different levels of maybe quality mm-hmm. or professionalism. Yeah, yeah. They obviously have the big studios yeah. and that kind of money there. But there are also... There is also a huge number of just indie filmmakers that are at the same level uh, as we are yeah. here in Vegas. Like it, it, basically, it's maybe looking at it as a pyramid, 
right? We yeah. have our base here, our little, you know, plateau or whatever the fuck. Mm. And they have it there too. They just, they've, they've had their time to grow up to that pyramid and yeah. we're still kind of down here. Yeah. I don't want to say down here because, you know, there are people hustling here and they're yeah, doing yeah. quality shit. It's just uh, like studio money wise. Like yeah, yeah. we haven't made it that much of a, a commercial maybe industry here. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't been capitalizing on it purely off of the things that are coming from Vegas. Okay. Like, sure, there are projects that come here to film, but it's not originally here. Yeah. We don't have those big studios yet that create purely from Vegas. You know well, what I mean? I mean, So that's yeah. why I kind of say, like, we have our base so far. Yeah. I, I Let's let's get into it then. Let's <laughs> talk about the film community then as a whole. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the pluses, the minuses, what you see as a person from your point of view, mm-hmm. what you've seen, because you now are now a lot more involved than I am. I just see it from word of mouth, from mm-hmm. what I hear, also from Facebook and stuff like that, what I'm reading. So what is your what are the strengths and weaknesses that you see in the film community as a whole? In Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. And then you can talk about, if you want, because you've been in L.A. Mm-hmm. I guess a couple times or just one time, and you can talk about the strengths and weaknesses you saw as a, as yourself, even though you don't have much of experience, if you want to talk about that as well. And I mean... Compare and contrast. I guess I could start with kind of L.A., because it was really just the one short that yeah. I filmed there so far. And really it was, I mean, yes, it was a really cool set. Mm-hmm. Um, the costumes were really cool, too. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of like the biggest differential. Uh, the the similarities were that like uh, you can kind of feel like these filmmakers are also still figuring it out. Yeah, it, and it's not necessarily a flaw. It's just that you can tell like um, they they you know couldn't find something. Some things took longer than usual. Yeah. As as usual it, as as it is usually on set, yeah. especially like an indie production. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you kind of under- have to understand that it's like it's not all big Hollywood in L.A. Yeah. Like there are there are still productions where uh, maybe the crew me- members um, haven't like fully synced yet, and because of that, yeah. something's taking longer than usual. Um, maybe something wasn't fully planned or wasn't uh, expected or maybe prepared for, and that's why maybe things are taking longer than usual. And there's stuff like that that happens all the time, and I can't say, but probably in the higher levels too. Yeah. Um, so, like, that kind of stuff can always be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, the similarity that I saw, that I was just kind of like, this, you know, this isn't the the classic, you know, the vision of L.A. filmmakers that everyone has. Like, Well, yeah, I'm not thinking Cecil B. DeMille all the time, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not thinking, you know, the fucking um, intoler- intolerance is in, like, that L.A. forum thing by the Hollywood uh, Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. There's a big old statue from intolerance. Like, oh, really? A, yeah, you know what that movie is about? No. <laughs> Racism. Oh, <laughs> Like I, yeah, it's like it's like some uh, it's the guy who made the original uh, fuck I forgot the. Well, it's not important, I guess, but <laughs> I'll remember same. it later when you're gone. I'm like, oh yeah, it was this movie. No, same. Yeah. Me too. That yeah. happens all the time. I can but, never try to make a reference because I'll just forget what the fuck I'm it, trying to how say. Me, I'm like, I know, I knew it off the top of my head, and I just totally forgot. It's by the I don't fucking know. It'll be like when you talk. I'll, Is that the I'll, one with Michael Douglas? No, 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 no. Intolerance. This is an old 19, like, 17 movie. Oh, okay. Like, we're, no, no, we're, we're going gonna, yep. far back. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, going, we're going way far back. Uh, it was... Oh, Birth of a Nation. The guy who made Birth of a Nation. That's what okay. it is. The original Birth of a Nation made this mm-hmm. movie called Intolerance, and they, I believe, the pillar, uh, one of the elephant pillars or something like that. I've, mm-hmm. I had a picture of it. I don't remember exactly, but it's literally in this rotunda. We're, like, right by the Chinese theater. Oh. Yeah. Welp. Yep, it's a very interesting time. But <laughs> yep. now let's talk about that Las Vegas community. 
Um, Las Vegas is, is a lot of people hustling. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, m- mostly I've been working with Alberto and Hassani. Yeah. And kind of their, like, production group. And they're working so hard. Yeah. Um, they did so great on their first feature, on Hassani's first feature. Um, I think in a while, Takeout Girl. Yeah. Um, and he's pushing it now into the festival circuit. Um, and, and that turned out so great. And they took so long working on it because they were the ones, like, they they figured if they want it done perfectly, they might as well do it. Yeah. So they kind of worked on, they shot it and directed yep, it and yep. edited it and all that stuff. And uh, they're, like, my main example of, like, well, that's fucking hustling. If yeah. anyone's hustling, that's no, they, those they guys. are hustlers. There are hustlers. I believe there are hustlers in the film community out here. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's also a lot of lazy-ass people in the film community out here as well. There's a lot of people that I've noticed that... Um, not lazy. They, lazy is the wrong term. It's more or less they say they hustle, but they don't hustle. Yeah, it's just there's there's some people that think, um, and you hear this all the time, that it's yeah. like, if we had the money, yeah, we would be able to do this, yeah. or uh, we would have like a different type of quality of stuff. But I feel like that's a wrong way of approaching production and filmmaking. I mm-hmm. feel like... You're not just given the money and then you figure out how to use it and then everything becomes perfect. You figure out a way to make it perfect with minimal amount of money. Yeah. And that's when people start trusting you and feel like, well, if you can do that with no money, yeah. then we'll give you this money and see what the fuck you can do then. Yeah. Like you have to have your shit figured out before you can ask for those millions. Well, it ma- that makes sense. No, I agree with you. And when I when I also, let me go back mm-hmm. to the hustle thing, mm-hmm. like being from New York, New Jersey, that mm-hmm. area, mostly New Jersey, obviously, but you know, knowing people in New York, and, like, just knowing the hustle that I see there, mm-hmm. it's not, you can't compare Vegas. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we need that yeah. hustle, I think, more. You know, I mean, that East Coast hustle. We yeah. need that, even that L.A. hustle yeah. where people are really mm-hmm. fucking, you know, actors included as yeah. well. Because actors, I think, are a main problem in the film community. No mm-hmm. offense to the actors, mm-hmm. but there are a handful that think they're the shit. Mm. No names. I, no, I, no, I think it's because I think hustle is in places where it's also uh, a lot of competition. Yeah. And that comes with the that like the little pyramid yeah, yeah. of like the level of professionalism in the studios and, and those yeah. types of projects. That's where the competition comes in. Yeah. And that's where the, where the hustle comes in. Everyone's working harder to become better to reach those higher steps. Yeah. Um, here, it's a bit more kind of lax because we don't, have those layers to compare to personally like in Uh town okay and because of that i feel like maybe people aren't in a rush to either better themselves or get better materials or push themselves to be harder in more places because there's just maybe just nowhere to grow here but you have to find a way to grow because the thing is if you if you stagnate you're Mm -hmm. not going to improve yourself and that's always a problem too uh, too, i believe and Mm -hmm. like you know um you know, another thing I see, I, I've heard this also, let me see mm-hmm. if this is true with you, is that people think this film community has a lot of clicks. It's mm-hmm. like a high school fucking click. Mm. And I don't know, do you see that as well? Like, because a lot of people stay in this little clicky area, mm-hmm. like, you know, no one really helps each other out. They're all, like, out against each other, it seems like, from what I hear. I mean, 
it could be very, very possible that yeah. I don't know about don't know? Yeah. the other things because I'm a part of maybe my own clique. Yeah, and that, um, I, I'll admit that I'm a part of my own clique yeah, too. Yeah, it's that's, very easy yeah. to become kind of isolated in your group if you have yeah. enough people to keep and, creating. And the thing is, too, people don't trust each other that they stay in their own clique. Where maybe. That's or you just become so comfortable and, you know, well, you, yeah. you find a group of people that it's easy to work with and why I, make that change if you're still, if you're all creating? Let me ask you this question mm-hmm. too because let me, let me counterpoint too mm-hmm. because I believe, and you might believe this as well, that you can only grow as an actor, director, anything if you use different people yeah. in that regard. And you being in a clique, you, I feel like you can only grow so much. Mm-hmm. You can't really elevate more. Like, you know, me, let's say, example, mm-hmm. you're directing me you know, so many movies, and then as a director, you can't grow anymore because you can't, you don't know your other, mm-hmm. the other talent out like there. And I, yeah, and, and I don't know the different approaches that other directors, and it also teaches you how to be a better director as well. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm also wondering too. It's true. I think, I guess it's just, I mean, um, maybe certain cliques are more open yeah. to, you know, accepting maybe newer people or mm-hmm. uh, maybe not being so much as a clique as maybe others yeah, that yeah. I haven't worked okay. with yet. So maybe it really is just, the the people maybe the maybe maybe the 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 directors or the writers or whoever yeah. you know maybe they only want to work with these people that they're used to and they don't want any new talent yeah. there are probably people like that yeah, um, I feel like uh, like Hassani's crew and Alberto's crew I feel like they're more open to yeah. new talent new people and they they're they're open to anyone who they feel like is willing to put in the work yeah, essentially yeah. and they'll take in anyone into any project into mm-hmm. their class into their group like anything like that they just want to see that the person's serious enough yeah no I get that I get yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Just, I'm saying as a yeah. whole I'm not trying to like no. pinpoint anyone I'm just saying no, no, I just no. want yeah, throw it out there I guess I'm just like uh because this is kind of the group that I know most. Yeah. I'm just kind of like informing that this is kind of the, the way they work. They I don't work. know about the uh, other. Yeah, ones. no, it's true. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking <laughs> questions. I'm trying. I'm just a curious yeah. fucking cat. Yeah, no, no. I'm just yeah. trying to fucking understand shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel see that. how the way work. Mm-hmm. I see how, see how the way the world works. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Any other issues you see, or any other pros cons? You know. Um. I think, because you kind of mentioned like actors. Yeah. Like. Uh, that that might be like a problem here in town. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know. I guess elaborate on that. Like, why do well, why do you? There's an that? example from J- Jamie gave me this example when mm-hmm. he was doing JB when he was casting. Mm-hmm. You know, actors were asking like, "Who's the director? Who's the DP? Like, why mm-hmm. why as an actor would you care about who the director or DP is when you're trying to get your credit? You know, what I mean, or mm-hmm. trying to get your you know your name out there and stuff. And then there's other and someone else mentioned that. You know, you have actors who are like, "Oh, I was in the background of this and that, and my elbow mm-hmm. was in this and that, and I'm I'm a star basically." Or mm-hmm. you have, um, you know, some people are also like flaky, and act- actors are flaky out here because mm-hmm. some like uh, a friend who was on the podcast, George Elias, said that he's trying to get actors, and he said, "Yeah, I'll pay you guys. Like, I'll pay you, uh, like you know, very little, not much, but mm-hmm. I'll pay. I'll try to pay you or feed you." But like, why aren't you? Why are you being so particular about like? Why, just say no, or just mm-hmm. say like, I'm not interested. Just you know, don't mm-hmm. flake out, or don't be act like you're better than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. That I feel that has always been a part of like the Vegas, sadly the Vegas like reputation. Yeah. Uh, associated with actors, and that's I don't know about this. Is kind of what I've heard about people that have been in this uh in this community for yeah. a while. Um. 
is that Vegas actors are known to be flaky, to not to yeah. show up, and that's something that we definitely need to work on. It's yeah. becoming, and it's all just about becoming more serious about our work as actors. Yeah. And maybe, like how you said, like we're stars because our elbow was in this thing. Yeah. Like the those types of people are more for it, I don't know, maybe for their ego instead of the work. Because there's a difference of like... Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to like trash people. No, I know you don't want to trash people, and you'll have to trash people. I'm just I'm just asking questions. Like, I'm not trying to. Be I don't an have ass. anyone like personally in mind, but like, there's that like group of people that you see that they just want to be on set to post a picture that they were on set. Yeah, and they don't really care about anything else. Yeah, yeah. and then there's a different group of actors that they actually care about the dialogue and the yeah. character and the craft and all that shit. Um, and that's kind of where it differ- differentiates, and that kind of goes back to how seriously an actor takes their work. Yeah. Are they taking it because they are attracted to the fame that uh, the career might bring you? Or are they attracted to the actual work? You know? Yeah, no, I get you. Like, I'm in for it. Like, I wouldn't really care if I had, like, that, like, A-list, like, fame recognizability type shit. Yeah. If I could just make a living off of it, I'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, like, just being able to act and getting paid for it and not have to have a side hustle, that's kind of, like, that's my goal. That's the goal. Like, obviously, you know, shooting for the stars, I'd love, you know, Oscars and all that shit. Like, everybody dreams about that. But what I'm hoping is just to be able to do this frequently and not having to be distracted on, like, surviving and getting money somewhere else. I get you. Because you don't want to, like, waitress for the rest of your life and hustle. You know what I mean? Like, that's a common uh, mm -hmm. actor thing. I'm not saying that you waitress or anything. I don't know what you do. I literally, my second job is as a hostess. Okay. So, like, you are not far off. I'm not trying. I wasn't, like, trying to be an ass or anything. But I was, like, like, whatever you see, like, a waitress or something like that. Yeah, stereotypical shit, shit, like. Perfect example, Mary Jane Watson, Spider-Man movies, and the mm-hmm, Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I like totally just guessed right now in front of the waitress. <laughs> no, literally, I am wow. a hostess. <laughs> I call, should I just call you Mary Jane Watson then? Jesus. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so what else do you have planned? Anything that you have booked coming up? Or I mean, this is going to be out April fi- 15th. Mm-hmm. So is, oh. if anything prior <laughs> or anything that you know of, well, shit, I mean... You know, you are on tax day, by the way. Your, your episode is released on tax day, and I thought, actually, <laughs> you were... Uh, or you are the 16th episode. I'm sorry, you are the 16th episode, and I totally thought you were the 15th episode, and you were getting mm-hmm. released on the 15th, and then I'm like, nope, never mind. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're the 16th on the 15th. Welp. Well, you know what? You're on tax day. It's fine. Yikes. Well, I feel like that adds pressure. <laughs> I don't know, but just get your taxes done today, everyone. Okay. Yeah, I I don't um I don't even remember if I have anything going on. <laughs> Probably no. not. I'm just kind of like honestly right now I'm more focused on getting my materials together. Yeah. Um and finding a talent manager. Okay. That's kind of like my next big step. So um kind of like getting my demo clips together and mm-hmm. cutting that up uh, and writing a cover letter and reorganizing my resume to make it look all professional and yeah, shit yeah. and getting some new headshots and character shots and kind of just organizing that What's little the package. Difference? Uh headshots and character shots? Yeah, I don't know. Um headshot is just like the basic like uh this is me at the most basic. Like this is me this is just this is just Veronica, right? Yeah. And then a character shot is like this is Veronica if she was an emo and I'm going to do a little eyeliner and it's like, oh, that could be a moody teenager. Oh, okay. Like that's kind of how you see like on casting lists, like moody teenager or uh, like businesswoman or yeah. like receptionist, like you kind of dress for the part. And that's become more 
recently a thing that actors need because before you know how you how like professional headshots were no makeup natural you should be a blank canvas for the casting director and the director that's did not know the, that because I, I don't get headshots oh, well that's how kind of like it used to be and maybe yeah. i think it might still be that but more for theater because that's where they really try to flesh out a character yeah, yeah. out of you but right now in film because it's all competitive and fast they need to see you immediately as that character. Like, they don't have the time to put in the work to develop you into this character they're looking for. Gotcha. They so if they're looking for a cowgirl, you got to dress up as a cowgirl and get a You have to be wearing a cowboy hat, a plaid shirt, and they see you and they're like, cool, wear that, show up, yeah. you're done. Like, okay, it's very fast. So that's why you have to literally show them that you can be all of these characters. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and then that's because of that hustle and that competitiveness yeah. and that, that fast pace of everything. So now we have we need to do character shots as well. We oh. can't just get away with headshots. Like, you can, but, like... You can't. But you can't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, can try, but you won't succeed. <laughs> are you planning on moving to L.A. anytime in the next, let's say, five years? Probably. Like, okay. it's not something I'm super excited about. You don't sound very excited about I think not you should move really. out to New York. <laughs> it's the same fucking hustle, except you don't you, you can't drive a car there or not. Like that's true. I mean, you take a lot of subways. Yeah, no, I'd rather L.A. I'd rather have that because even though there's traffic, I'll still have my own car. Like yeah. I, I need that sense of independence. Okay. Um, but it's just L.A.'s expensive and busy and stressful. But life stressful. Plan, you gotta understand that though. Stressful, like, I'm yes. 30 now, and like my life is stressful. <laughs> oh, no, so there's just no hope. <laughs> there's no. no hope. How old are you now? Like you're, 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 you're 22. You're, you're 22. You haven't hit your quarter life crisis yet. Oh so, no. Yeah. I mean, I've been through a lot already. You think I've had enough? <laughs> No, I don't know. No, it's never <laughs> enough. never enough, yeah. They don't end. <laughs> no, the goal is to, like, I want to move out there when I have no choice but to be there. Okay. So I'm already, like, I am submitting myself to projects that are there, yeah, you yeah. know, and I'll be submitting myself to talent managers and to agents that are there. Yeah. And so, like, I'm willing to drive out for auditions and for, you know, productions yeah. and maybe for meetings if need be. Um, but I'm still going to stay here to, like, have that side job yeah. or the two that I have fucking have now um, and to live here because it's cheaper and I'm still with my family and I'm lucky enough that I don't have to spend money on rent yeah. and I'm able to spend money on everything else and then save whatever I'm not spending. So I'm saving for the acting shit yeah. to focus on sending myself to LA. Gotcha. Um, and so I'll move out there when I will have a talent manager and an agent and when they'll have me going on multiple auditions a day because yeah. that's the goal. And then when I when I'm on that schedule, when I won't have the opportunity to drive back and forth or the time in between, that's when I'll be forced to move yeah. out there. Pretty much when that time yeah. happens, you know when it will be. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's when I'll know. Like I can't be doing this driving back and forth anymore. I need yeah, to be yeah. there too often. That's when I'll be like, well, I guess it's time to make that move. And yeah. I I can't really put a time period on it. Like, yeah, I want to yeah, say no, I want to get a talent manager in a year. Like, that could be my goal. Yeah. But it could happen sooner or it could happen later. I'm just kind of going with the flow of, like, I have the time to get my materials. I have yeah. time to build my resume. I have time to take these classes. You're young. Like, I'm not in a rush. Yeah, you're I just not like know. me. You're not 30. <laughs> 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 your middle-aged life crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so, like, I'm not, like, 
Maybe, I mean, yes, there needs to be a sense of urgency, but I'm not, like, paranoid about it. Yeah. I am old, and I need this to happen in two days, you know? Like, I'm yeah. approaching it realistically, yeah. so, like... I think you got to approach these things realistically, because yeah. I'm a person who tries to plan and tries to, like, you know, mm -hmm. long-term. I hate long-term planning, yeah. and I hate long-term goals, because so I might like... it changes every day. Yeah. Like, I just realized, I'm like... The only thing that's been a long-term goal has been this thing. And mm -hmm. I've realized that when I hit 30, actually, I'm like, yeah. So, like, when you, when you hit us, I'm like, just oh. fucking do it. I'm like, God, just do it. I'm going to finally do something that I want to do, and this is what I want to do. So I now have a long-term goal with this. Nice. So this is the only long-term goal I've had in a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I know, I mean, I totally get that. Yeah. And maybe it's some commitment issue shit, but it's like everything is so, like, fleeting and almost... Like, shit can change so quickly. Yeah, you're not, like, you know, you have so much to, like, you have so much time before, like, you're still mm -hmm. a young artist till you're 35. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh. You're still a young artist till you're 35. I didn't know 35 was such a significant date. I thought that was only, like, no. female birth. No, that's what I heard in college, Anyways, so I'm just going off of what I... No, that's like the clock. You ever heard of yeah. the oh, clock? Oh, yeah, the, the biological clock yes, is ticking. the biological clock. Yeah, my biological clock. at 35. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, we all learned something new today. <laughs> yes, this is a learning podcast, and you've now welcome to the teachings of Veronica. We have gone from politics to the female biological clock. Oh, <laughs> this God. was productive. This is the most productive podcast I think I had so far. Yay, tax season. <laughs> <laughs> we all gotta be productive in Turbo Tax is your friend. Oh my god. <laughs> but anywho, yes. is there any advice, words of wisdom, nuggets? Oh. Anything that you wanna say to everyone who's listening out there about, you know, anything you wanna say that's important, vital, that, you know, would be good advice to someone out there who's who's trying to get into acting, who is acting right now. Mm -hmm. Anything. Because you know what? At all all, you know, opinions mm -hmm. are matter in a sense, mm -hmm. even though all opinions are assholes also. Mm. So I believe anyone like really listening who's trying to get to that next level will listen to this and, mm -hmm. you know, take any advice they can to try to help themselves get better. Mm -hmm. So anything. Fuck. I'm going to make a weird sound again. Or like, <laughs> well, you just made that weird sound. You just made it. <laughs> um, oh, man. I think it's just like, I guess... Everyone's rushing all the time. Yeah. Like, especially nowadays, we have no patience. And I, like, I've started accepting that about myself, that I'm not a patient person. Yeah. When it comes to, like, situations in life or yeah, yeah. with people, like, with anything. And I feel like we are kind of like that as a society. Mm -hmm. And so there's something about, like, being mainly, like, if you're going to be patient about anything. Fuck this fucking wire. If you're going to be patient about anything, be patient with yourself yeah like um you don't have to have everything figured out fucking senior year of high school like society oh, has I told us people. we're supposed <laughs> to go into college knowing what we want to do for the rest of our life yeah, yeah. no we're we're barely in our 20s how the f we don't even know who we You're are not even in your people. 20s out of high school also yeah You're like, like how you don't even know who you are as like an individual. You How just the fuck got do to you vote. Know? <laughs> I know, yeah, and you barely can't even drink. And yeah, and you then haven't I'm, had alcohol. How do you know what you want to do? And you know what? And you're still in your parents' insurance until you're 26. Exactly. So, like,
like, how can you make any life decisions yeah. at that age? And there's just, I don't know, there's something about not, I, I think the biggest, like, advice is to not let the standards of society, like, mm-hmm. dictate over you and your opinion of yourself. Like, it, just take the time you need. Yeah. I feel like people don't realize that you don't have to race with anyone. Everyone has their all their own, like, life schedule or yeah. whatever the fuck, like... And then there's nothing bad with taking your time to figure yourself out and approaching things slowly but surely. Like, if you go to college later in life, but you know, know that this is the career you want, I feel like that's probably the smarter way of doing it than these kids that start college and they change their program, like, fucking me, like, six times, and it takes them six, seven years to just get their bachelor's degree. That's not smart. It took them that long and that much money to figure out what they want to do in their life, Mm -hmm. and they probably still don't know. Like, I feel like, take your time. Yeah. Just, like, I don't know, in well, life, I don't know. You know what you can blame for that? What? Social media. Yeah, for sure. But also, let's get to know your social media. Nice segue, right? <laughs> oh, wait a second. I thought that was the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. I gotta, that was we, my goodbye. That was my life advice. Okay, peace, everyone. <laughs> that was my little wisdom. I'm leaving now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what is your social media? I had I had a really good segue set up for okay, once. Okay, I never fine. had these good segues. Fine. Congratulations on your good segue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, let's scrutinize so, my social media page. <laughs> <laughs> you complete the fifth, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> well, you Honestly, need a thousand views, don't you? Need a th- I just saw something today. You need a thousand people to get on your Instagram, right? Yeah, that so, was my goal was to yeah to get to twenty twenty and have a thousand followers. Well, this is past twenty twenty, and hopefully, you have about twelve hundred followers by the time this airs. Oh well, yes. So <laughs> I we're sure hope we're so. trying to get her to fifteen hundred guys. Hell yeah! Uh, the five people that listen probably. Honestly, just the one K, I'll be so happy. <laughs> just buy the fucking buy them. I know, but I'm <laughs> sadly an honest person. Don't so don't listen to me because if that. anyone's trying to cast Veronica and they think that she has like over fifteen hundred people and they think she bought I did them, not. I did not. No. She did not listen to me. Out of moral principle, <laughs> I did not. A moral respect and I for will her life. Not yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, social media. Social media. You can yeah. give your Instagram. You don't have to give your Facebook in or anything like that. Whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm not trying Oh, to... I'm just sharing shit? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, my God. Do you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought you were going to be like, let's go through your posts and judge this shit. Tell me about this. And oh, this. no. I'm not that fucking mean. Jesus. Thank like, God. What? This is what? Who do you think I am? I don't know. I mean... How long have you known me? Know you think I would do that? I know I'm an asshole, I but mean, seriously... <laughs> I say judge because I'm an asshole too, but like, oh, you could have been just asking. Do you remember me that time? That? Wait, do you remember that time we were in on a set and we like just started like we were like we hung out so much on set and we knew each like what you were like what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this got bad. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly what production you're yeah. talking about too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this got really, this got really real. Like, this is not going well. <laughs> no. I, I was like, well, this, this is not, she can't, I, can't, I shouldn't hang out with her anymore. Yeah. Like, we can't, we can't hang out. We didn't need to talk to yeah. understand yeah. that someone was either pissed off or annoyed. We yeah. just look at each other and be like, yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, toxic yeah. environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just Veronica Mitsuka is really just on all of them. I'm on, I'm, I'm on, um, oh no. <laughs> VR. <laughs> O N I C A, and then the last name is in fact Mitsuk, <laughs> M I T S U K, and that's I tried. just 
Instagram. <laughs> and okay. same on Facebook. That's really just the two that I use. All right. No Twitter, no no Snapchat, no No, no Snapchat. Chat. Snapchat's no too... No, TikTok is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I hate TikTok. I'll always say that on the show. I hate TikTok. And I'm sure it works, and there's a lot of successful influencers that I hate, enforce it, but I, I hate just TikTok can't. because it's Vine. It's Vine 2.0. That's all it is. Yeah. And I hate it, Vine 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Twitter, I don't know. I just have, I've never had things to, like, I need to write this and have people read it. I don't know. I just oh, okay. never had, like, those thoughts. So I was just going to, like, I had a thought and be like, I, I would just think to myself, people aren't going to care. Yeah, you don't microblog, okay. No. <laughs> I th- I might start, though. I do it occasionally, just, like, in my stories yeah. on Instagram, but I feel like if I can do it in my stories, why would I need a whole other app for that? That's true. I mean, you can always make a fake one up and just, like, say random-ass shit that you want to. That's true. So there you go. Repost shit. Repost shit. I guess. Retweet. I'll probably my I'll probably have a manager or agent tell me at some point you probably should get on that shit. Yeah, you Twitter should. Twitter and TikTok and all that joy. Oh God! If you say if they say TikTok, just slap them. <laughs> just be like, I'm oh, sorry, sir, I can't sign this contract. <laughs> sir, please walk away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but thank you, by the way, yeah. for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on. It was a pleasure seeing you again. It's been like forever. I know. It's right? like seeing an old friend. <laughs> I feel like the last time you've seen me, I, I couldn't legally drink. Yeah, That's I think probably yeah, it probably was the yeah. reality. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you and thank you again, guys, for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Also, again, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we have a Patreon page, and we have three tiers for that because I have great plans for the future of this podcast, like live streaming. Also, I want to do shirts, which I always been saying for the last four weeks now. So I do want to do the shirts, and I can't do this without the love and support of my hashtag Frame Chasers. So you know the hashtag. Hashtag Frame Chasers is the official hashtag of this podcast. So if you ever want to use it, Veronica, go ahead. Just It's a pretty fucking great hashtag. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. It's catchy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's why it's called Chasing the Frame. Hell yeah. And so again, thank you guys. Uh, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month have a great year and we'll catch you next wednesday hopefully on chasing the frame and go out there and chase those frames by the way peace everyone bye i just had a thought what's your thought frame chasers it's kind of like how lady gaga calls her fans like her little monsters is that what she calls them her monsters or something yeah she calls her little monsters yeah so they're frame chasers yeah i don't know i just think that's so the whole idea (laughs) now we're like we were finished but now i'm just gonna (laughs) p.s this is a a postscript postscript guys to understand the whole frame chasers idea is because you know you ever hear chase the fame yeah so instead of we're we're chasing the frame yeah because we want the work we want the work ego associated also we are always hustling for that next you know movie or thing so that's the whole idea dope yeah no i love it boom shakalaka hell yeah and that's how we end the podcast okay fine you can finally end i'm allowing (laughs) you to end it i have no more thoughts (laughs) i can lower your volume all the way down (laughs) sorry oh god okay bye everyone bye